Yes, yes, yes. So I had to do it. I had to do that flashback. I, you know, I just I don't normally play Donna Summons, but for some reason, I just had to do it. You know what? Good music is good music. It never dies. It never dies. And that's one of the great things about being an artist. You leave a legacy, a legacy, beautiful, beautiful music. And, of course, you know, <laughs> my favorite, my very favorite. Yes, I'm a shockaholic. I'm a, I can't help it, y'all. I cannot help it. You know what? I'm going to post a picture of myself when I was probably a teenager, maybe, or maybe in my early 20s. I don't know. I looked the same for a long period of time. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post a picture of myself, which is very indicative of where all of this playing music for folks comes from. You know, even when I was a little kid, and in this picture, I'm not a little kid, but I'm a young person. And you will see that I have speakers in my window. I'm playing music on a little hi-fi set. You can see the little tape recorder thing and some vinyl right there. And there's a picture of Shaka Khan, the very same picture of Shaka Khan that I'm looking at right now. And I'm going to post that picture. And, um, you know, I would, I would... I would play music and my friends and people would gather outside the window in the backyard while I would play music. Crazy, right? But, and I'm still doing it to some degree in this, not the same way, but you know, it's just amazing. Some things never change and I'm not mad about it. Here's my shockaholic moment. I know you, I love you.
want to play a song by uh, an, an indie artist named LaShonda Reese. Name of the song is Mojitos and Sunshine. It's a cute song. As we wait for Therese to come on, you know, it's so nice to have a co-host that you're really excited that they're um, going to be coming on. You know that the, the conversation is going to be exciting, is going to be smart, and is going to be maybe even a little witty. Who knows? Who knows? You know, when me and Therese get going, it's hard to stop. And I am going to do a Facebook Live again. If anybody knows how to do the two-way, you know, let me know. There's a, I've seen some people have Facebook Live where you can see the, another person that they're talking to. That could be kind of cool. We could probably try to do something like that. But in the meanwhile, then that means I would have to put on clothes. But I have to put on clothes anyway so that y'all, so I can do the live. So, you know, hey. Anyway, here's uh, LaShonda Reese with Mojitos and Sunshine.
next week, we have an indie artist coming on to join me and Therese. Her name is Rhea Alexandra. She's the sweetest, one of the sweetest people um, when you speak with her. And she is a dope singer. So I'm looking forward um, to that. Um, That'll be next week. Tomorrow, I will be doing Sunday Evening Shout. It's possible that Robin S. will be joining me. I will have to check with her to see if she is available. And even if not, we will, you know, make it do what it do. But I hope she can join us because I love Robin. She's the bomb. And um, Therese will be coming on in a few minutes. But before she comes on, let let me just play one of my favorite songs by her wife. How about that? I love doing that because I just, I've always been a Monifa fan. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. So uh, here's Monifa with um, I Miss You. Come back home. Come back home. Cheryl, come back home. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Monifa, and you are listening to Brunch in the Basement with Javon. Yeah. Yeah, another soul on soul. Yeah, production. Yeah, 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 yeah. I stay soaked in foreign colognes. I keep dipped. Coogee sweaters hand knit, cause that's that fly shit. I stay laced because my body got Versace taste. Rolex on my cup flooded with diamonds and stuff. A half a dozen hundred bench coupe in my driveway. Tried to have it my way, the flyway. Let you a bad day. I should have kept it real when I was with you. Instead, I dissed you. So now I miss you, true.
fronts. Eyes red from blunt. Been on tour for months. They dipped in crushed linen. Player from the beginning. Cream and women. And I be sinning. That's how I'm living. Ladies in all complexions. Connections and ghetto sections. But you'll be that exception. The one I cared about. Wanna know about your whereabouts. And then I dissed you. So now I miss you. True. everybody I'm sorry if uh <laughs> the song went off and I didn't even realize it I'm, I'm, that's my bad that's my bad um that's because um me and Therese were having a little sidebar and um that's because you know I, I'm just a fool every time I talk to Therese I'm ready to cut up you know I just see her and I just you know get happy on the inside and that's when you know that you're talking to good people you know what I'm saying it's a it's a spirit thing. It's a sisterhood thing. And um, it's my pleasure and honor to introduce to you my co-host, Therese. Now, where's my hand? Where's my hand claps? I got to give hand. There she goes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. See what you doing? How how you doing today? By the way, let me let me start with that. I'm actually fabulous. Today is a good day so far. You open your eyes and thank God. But today's a good day. How about that? You know, it's so easy for us to forget to do, um, to to just be grateful for the fact that we are amongst the living. You know, a lot of people right. take that for granted. I don't. But, um, you know, something to be grateful for. So I want to start a live, but, you know, people, I've seen um, lives, and I, I got to get better with this, um, of Facebook, Facebook lives where you can see the other person that, like, some, you can see another person that you're talking to. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. Like, there's another person and the thing is live, so... I really want to figure out, I need to get a little bit more technologically. Do you have to do the live at the same time? Yeah. Somebody call in and and tell us how that works. Yeah, somebody let us know. Um, So I'm going to set up a live right now. Speaking to Therese, if I'm just speaking, people don't listen, but if I'm speaking to Therese, everybody wants you to talk. You know what? <laughs> Yo, you the one that said it, that your wife, who happens to be a legendary superstar, gets around a lot easier when you're not around. I, no, no, that's what she believes. I never said that. Yeah, that's but. That's what she believes. But it's the truth, probably. <laughs> no, no. I, I can see no, that. No, no, jury's still out on that. Jury's still out on that. Although, I, I will say this, 
about your wife, it's hard not to see her and recognize her. Um, she she thinks she moves about the cabin so smooth, you know, that uh, she gets in and out of places, you know. So we we have this is an ongoing argument in the household. Really? Well, let me just say, did I ever tell you about the the first time um, I actually met met with her? Um, at a restaurant in Soho? No, actually. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell everybody about it. So what had happened was I was doing the marriage equality um concert, right? Setting it up for Rutgers. And I had a, a brief encounter with Monifa prior, years prior to that, um which she probably doesn't remember, but I do have a photo of it, where we were at um, a Liberty game, a New York Liberty game, and she walked by, and I was like, oh, my God, Monifa, can I take a picture? So, you know, she was like, sure, and she was really nice about it. And I just never forgot that niceness. So celebrities and those who, of y'all who want to be celebrities, whatever, and everybody, just be nice to people. You know, you, people will never forget you when you're nice, and you never know how that person's going to resurface in your life. Anyway, so as I was thinking about this concert years later, I always thought about Monifa. Yeah, it'd be great if I could get Monifa. So anyway, um, long story short, I was sitting in a, in a diner, some diner on, in the village, right, talking to her then manager and with, you know, signing the contract papers and I'm handing over the dough and all this other stuff. And once all of that you know, business was was done, and that's the other thing. Those of you who want to hire artists, and those of you who want to be involved in in this business or that business, um, make sure you got your ducks in the row. Don't be asking people and inviting people to come perform or do something at your show or at your party or whatever, and you ain't got your stuff together. Don't do that because to me, that's an insult to the artist. You know, I I waited. I first I found out how much, and then I got my stuff together. And once I had my stuff together and knew I could come correct, then I came. So I'm just putting that out there for those of you who want to be producers and promoters. Everybody wants to be a promoter, but get your ducks in a row. But anyway, so we <laughs> we did our business. You know, I got I to gotta do the little education piece in there, too, and, and support of the, the artist. Everybody wants something for free. But anyway, um, so after we did all the business, the the manager said, would you like to meet Monifa? Would you like to meet her? And I was like, bet, of course I want to meet her. So she makes a phone call and she says, okay, she, she's on her way. She'll be here in a few minutes. And I was like, wow, she, she's in the neighborhood. That's cool. I'm telling you, Therese, and this is no exaggeration. And I cracked up because I'm silly as hell, right? But Monifa comes walking through the door, it looked like she just burst out of a music video. She was so <laughs> damn fly. And I was like, well, where's the smog going to come up? And just, I was yeah. like, I started cracking up. I was like, oh, shit. It looks like, it looked like a music video. She's that. And so when she came, she was like, hello. And she said that. I cracked. I was like, you actually walk down the street like that? Like, could you imagine, I mean, wow. I mean, for you, probably, I mean, you've been married and for, you know, X amount of time but now, and you're, you're,
accustomed to her, you know, her whatever. But for me, especially then, it was like, I, can I, I, am I making sense? I, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes she comes home like that. She comes in the door <laughs> looking like she popped out of the video. <laughs> I mean, some people, though, are just meant to be a star. Some people are just born a star. And it's not like she did anything or she didn't come in singing and she would have did that. It, it would have been over. I would have probably fainted at that point. But like, you know, ooh, I'm in the presence of, but it, it, I was like, who, who lives that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and functions in the world that way. So shout out to, to Monifa who has um, since, I guess two weeks ago, incurred the nickname of Mama Bear. So, Mama Bear? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, she's not to be taken lightly, you know? You know how Mama Bears are protective of the cubs? Oh, gotcha, gotcha, you don't wanna, gotcha. Well, that, that would be true. Yeah, and you don't, you just don't want to, you just don't want to, uh-uh. You're so, feathers any, in certain areas. No, you don't. Exactly, exactly. So much to talk about, Therese, right now, though, on the on the serious side. Um, let me just say hi to some of the people who joined the live. How you doing, Larry? And Riley Polite, Rachel, Lucina, and Seductive Tea Time. Yes, and Riley Polite says big up to big ups to Monifa. That's right, everybody. Big ups to Monifa. That that woman is dopeness, dopeness. She can't. Matter of fact, when she came to that show, she turned it all the way out. Um, did more than she was asked to do, or contracted to do. Which that's another thing. You know, if you are an artist and you want to be hired more often, or always thought of, or you know, you you want to give, I'm not saying you always have to do more than you're asked to do, but you want to always show up prepared and do a good job. And if you are so inclined, give the people a little bit more than they expected. You know, people will not forget that, and you will forever be at the top of the A-list of people invited to, to perform, you know, especially when people got their ducks in a row. Sex is important. So with that being said, Therese, what's on the top of your news line this morning? I mean, there's just so much going on. Well, yes, it's a lot going on. You know, um, for the last couple of weeks, I've been tracking the storms. Why am I hearing echoes? Hold on a second. Let me turn this down. Okay, that may help. Just tracking the storms and um, just kind of making sure that uh, family and friends are accounted for and watching some of the damage that's gone down in Barbuda uh, and Houston and Florida and just uh, seeing and watching, paying close attention to how they're going to be resolving some of this. Um, You know, you certainly don't want any, although you're starting to, be fearful of the parallels between what went on 
uh, any storms. Jose, I think, is up next or is blowing around yeah. next and uh, teetering on this side of uh, this side of town, so they say. Um, yeah. You know, I'm starting to um, just the parallels in some of the situations as they mimic Katrina and uh, how they do it, uh, I feel is like probably the most devastating after in the aftermath of uh, the non-cleanup where they just decide, okay, well, you know what, we have to just rebuild the whole thing and then they don't make it available to the people that once lived there or they price out the people that once lived there. Um, And it's interesting, you know, just to watch the formula, if you will, but that's what I call it, a formula. Um, so that's that's kind of been what I've been watching the the past couple of weeks, and kind of just uh, just kind of keep my thoughts in check as I watch the lack of support and or and or see people that are reaching out with videos about populations of folks that are not being uh, rescued, that are not being uh, covered, um, and in some cases fed. Um, so. That's that's what I've been kind of watching lately, among yeah, other things. I kind of I kind of went berserk on somebody. I don't even remember because you know I'm a little I'm still a little loopy and remembering things is is not it's never easy, but it's even worse now. But um, I think it was CNN. No, it wasn't CNN. It was TMZ who uh-huh. referred to the victims as refugees. Ah, uh, yes. That uh, you know that that just that's my my boiling point right there. You know, a refugee by definition is somebody seeking refuge from another country, a foreign country. These are American citizens. What are, what are you talking about? Yeah. And every well, American like citizen to think. should be cared for equally. I mean, like. That thing just, that drives me crazy. Yeah, it just gives mm-hmm. you the, the global overall thinking, you know, and it's just, it's really quite scary, you know, because it's almost like they're activating the mentalities. And once upon a time, the stuff that was covered or perhaps had some shade to it, it's transparent, you know, it's transparent. I don't, and, in the, and right now to be silent is kind of a cosign of whatever the be, proposed behavior is. A proposed thinking process, thought process is. So you just can't. You can't afford to be quiet anymore. Just can't do it. Exactly. Exactly. Just. So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Yeah. No, th- that's absolutely right. Um. So I've been looking to see, and it, it's just hard to to tell which organizations are going to get the money to the people who need it. You know, it's hard to trust. Yeah. I've heard of various situations about some of the major ones that is disheartening and has been over the years. Um, but there are a lot of grassroots organizations that are right, that are based right in Houston Um I'm gonna. I'm really interested to see what what becomes or what efforts are helping the people of Barbuda, um, who have been, from my understanding, um, uh, sent to or shuttled to uh, 
Antigua and um, where's the other one? Um, another another bordering island. So and they are needing in need of supplies and and things. But they're saying the entire island was just evacuated. Devastated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, devastated. I saw those pictures. This is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and you know what's also interesting because it didn't have a lot of large like. Um, uh, hotel or tourism on it, you know, a lot of people, you know, they built those oxide houses and, you know, some things like they did, they were, they, they built their own houses. Will they yeah. be allowed essentially uh, to go back, you know, and how, and who determines that and how? Like, I just love <laughs> to understand that whole entire process with determining the, the uh, build-out and everything else that's necessary to restore. Yeah, you know, where's the habitat for humanity now? You know, those those type of places that have been, you know, historic with coming into communities, building homes, or helping the community build their own homes. You know, could uh, money be sent to, is it an idea that money be sent to agencies like that to empower the people to come back and be and to build their own homes where they once were. Right. Yes, it's 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 difficult because especially especially because those are people of color. Right. And the world doesn't necessarily provide assistance in the same way that they do to white people. I don't know how else to say it. Um Okay. No, it's true. Like um this this island actually and and honestly, I I really wasn't familiar with that that island until um until this this incident. Uh yeah. It's a, it's a small one, but yeah. I'm I'm, I'm just wondering if maybe like by next week if we could get a list of those grassroots organizations and just, you know, it even just um, announce which ones are actually doing some good sure, and, and, sure. and post them, tweet them out. Um, because I'm sure there are, there are people who want to contribute. Um, exactly. it's, it's just hard, like you said, you know, to get those people, give those people an opportunity after the island is even cleaned up. And, you know, historically, in situations like that, there are people who want to take advantage of the situation monetarily for themselves and not necessarily for the people. Right. So it, it's it's hard. You know, right. I mean, I mean, really, I'm I'm even in a situation. I was um, a client of Equifi- Equifax, Equifax, right? Because I had been um, someone had stolen my identity on multiple occasions, right? So I said, well, wow. let me join one of these monitoring things. One time, I actually was able to track the phone number of the dude and call. Oh them. wow. Yeah, um, somebody was trying to do something with my credit card or, or with my bank. Or, so 
something, something. And so I was able to get the information from my bank and, you know, like they knew it wasn't the, it wasn't me because there was something he didn't know. And so, um, I said, well, just give me the number from which that person called from. And they were able to give me that number. And I tracked it down, called the dude. And you know how you can do it on, on Google Maps. You can put a phone number in and they can tell you the general area person is coming right. from. They were coming from the, the area that I grew up in, in the Bronx. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was deep, right? So I wow. called the dude and said, look, I know where you live. You know, I didn't know exactly where you live. But I was like, I know where you live. I know where you are. This is my name. Don't do it. Keep your hands off my business because I do have uncles that work for NYPD and they will come and get you. They will come and get you. It'll be done. You'll be done. Don't do it. Find yourself a real job. Never had a problem like that again. Right? Wow. Yeah, that he was deep, sp- right? You actually spoke to him. Yeah, yeah, I actually spoke to him. Um, and he was like, nah, what are you talking about? It wasn't me. Like, yeah, and everybody knows who you are now, even though that wasn't true either. But, I mean, or it could have been true. I don't know. But, you know, you, you got to say what you say, you know? And um, hold on, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to shout out all the people listening in a, in a minute. But um, now with this whole thing with Equifacto, they, they had this thing. It says, uh, Type in your name and the last six digits of your social security number to see if you're a person at risk. So I did that. And then it says, you are at risk. Um, Fill out this information in order to do something to, to help secure your situation, basically, your credit. And again, they wanted my name, my address, my social. I'm like, no, I'm not giving that. Equifax already has that stuff. Why why should I do that again? Like now I'm gonna trust this? Right. I, I don't I have no idea who to trust or what to trust. And that is my way of circling back, you know, to giving money to whether it be grassroots organizations or big organizations who say that they're gonna do something to help people. I, I'm just really suspicious. Right, right. We are actually, as we speak, putting together um, putting together a disaster relief alliance um, from like this side of town to be able to, and we say disaster relief alliance, so that we can have something that we are able to immediately do for people that are in need. Um, and you know, we start with little things like having a drive and drop boxes where you can drop stuff off of and, um, you know, events that we can do that foster health that can also participate in that as well. Um, And aligning ourselves with uh, small uh, restaurants and supporters of the Alliance and, you know, local businesses of the Alliance that um, want to help set up, you know, uh, gift box donations and you know things like water and for water and school supplies and hygiene and you know shoes you know to get exactly. to people in times of need where we can drop it off you know with right. point people that we have because we all have people that are in the areas of 
that will volunteer to take it the rest of the way, like just to be able to send things down. Like we have uh, contact people that are down in churches or down in areas that are close to wherever the disasters have been and be able to get stuff to them, you know. That's great. It's, Please it's a lot of money. We'll do. We'll do. We're putting it together. Um, it's uh, Monifa in conjunction with uh, Marsha Hug and yeah. um, Danny Moe there thinking right. of ways and, and being very proactive in how they reach the community and on a grassroots level of trying to say, like, it's almost like if you were home in the dark, what would you need? You know, and it, every little simple idea uh, mounts to a bigger picture. You know, because I, I'm sure that anybody, if you've lost all of your personal effects, anything would be helpful, you know. So, I mean, yeah. a lot of times you just have to kind of put yourself in the situation. Like if I were in the dark and without anything, would a pair of socks help? Would shoes help? Like some of the fundamental items, you know. Um, you know, we tend to think, okay, how do we get the homes back in effect? But right now they're in immediate need of things, you know, and uh just trying to put together things to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let me start giving a couple of shout outs to the people listening. I'll tell you, as soon as they figure out Therese is on, that's it. Uh, that's it. <laughs> but we got Delena Williams. How you doing, sweetheart? Kalia. Chris Smith. Now, Chris is somebody I want to talk to, so um, I don't know if she's still listening, but I definitely will reach out to her later. Um, She had, remember we did for the Emancipation Foundation, the fashion show? Yes. Um, She was one of the producers and sponsors for that, and she mentioned that she wanted to do some work with me, and it just hadn't panned out since then, but I'm going to talk to her today. Um, Yes, Chris, I'm glad you're here. So I hope you were listening about in regard to doing events and so forth like that in order to help the people who need assistance. Um, I'm going to call you sometime today and, you know, maybe we could talk about uh, producing the show together. Remember, we spoke about that at the end, uh, the fashion fashion show. So that's something that um, we should talk about. Um, and Chris is good people, good people. So definitely um, somebody um, that I always want to work with. Um, Yan P. Betancourt, how you doing, sweetie? Josephine, what's up, Joe? Nina Bowen. How you doing? Sharon, Living by Faith Clark, Kathias Young, that's she's in Houston. Um Miss Young, how's everything going out there? I know she's um she wasn't personally affected, but um she she lives in Houston, so on the outskirts or something, so if you're still listening, let us know how things are going out there. Danielle, Chef Moore, Moni, my boss is listening. Hi, Corinne. I know you know I'm back to work, and um, I'm feeling a little better, a lot better, actually. Um, 
and not as loopy as I was. So back to work, doing good, good work, always good work. <laughs> and um, Miriam, Bill McCoon, <laughs> Moni, you miss me. I miss you too, sweetheart. Good morning, Loretta. Danielle, who you calling beautiful? Therese, right? Because of the eyes. I know. I know. Yes, it all sounds crazy. I agree with you, Danielle. And um, blessings to you, Yan. And Loretta says, this is some crazy mess. It's hard to trust people with your money. I'm very cautious when giving or donating money. And I don't blame you. I agree 100%. And Loretta wants you to keep her informed as well, Therese. Will do. Grace wins every time. How you doing, sweetheart? And Chris, please delete this message. I will delete it with your phone number. Do not put your phone number on Facebook. I'm taking that off. I got your number, baby. I'm going to call you. Um, See, Chris is always ready. Yep, let's do it. Call me right now. This is my number. I love it. Um. Michelle James, what's up? And Tracy Bellamy. And glad you're no longer loopy, Javon. <laughs> loopy comes and goes. It, it comes and it goes. I'm telling you, man. I was telling Teresa's story earlier. But um, I cannot, I'm not at liberty to share it with the world. Um, let's, just, let's just say that um, I'm not 100% myself. So just for those of you who are listening on the radio, on Blog Talk Radio, because I think there's more people looking at the looking at the live than are listening, and that's fine, that's cool, as long as we are entertaining you and keeping you woke, because that's my goal anyway, is to entertain you and keep you woke. Um the number to call into the show, if you'd like to speak to me and or to Rez, the number is 347-996-5394. Just press 1, and um, you can be on the air with us. You're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Brunch in the Basement with Javon and how you doing, Alexis Alexander, Christina Batista. Hey, Tracy, I see you. Take it one day at a time. I am. I am. I'm still waiting for them to contact me and let me know that my car is fixed. My car had less damage than I did. I I don't even understand what's taking it so long. But, you know, that is what it is. I also mentioned to to, um, everyone, Therese, that next weekend we have another guest coming on, an indie artist um, by the name of Rhea Alexandra, who's uh, just a sweetheart, a really nice person. You know, I'm excited about that. I love Rhea. Yeah, yeah, she's a good people, right? You ever heard her yes. song Rabbit in the Pot? Rabbit in the Pot? Yeah. I don't think I have. I don't think I have, unless I don't know the title and have heard it. Yeah, well, she she wrote this song based on, oh, God, what's that movie? Not Silence of the Lamb, the, the Stalker movie with the woman that, with Glenn Close, and she puts the rabbit in the hat in the pot, rather. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I know the movie. Uh, man, uh, no, oh man, Fatal Attraction. No, Fatal Attraction. So 
she wrote she wrote a song based on Fatal Attraction, and I listened to that song. I played that song actually, um, some time ago, and it 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 kind of freaked me out. It kind of freaked me out, <laughs> but for real, because when you speak to Rhea, she's so sweet and she's so nice. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, and this is a song that I wrote. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll listen to Rhea's little sweet song. And, uh, and she turned you out. You know what? Exactly, man. I'm like, you know, it's always the sweet ones. And I, I'm so susceptible. I, I always fall prey to it. So I'm looking for the song right now, actually, because I want to play it. For you. Love Rhea. She's a great talent. She is. You know, she's also one of those people who is very supportive of the artists around her. You know, and that's important too for you indie artists. Do some backup singing. Do some, you know, assist other artists with what you know. And um, maybe they'll help you along the way. So I'm going to play this song right now. Here's Rhea Alexandra with Rabbit in the, ho- in the Pot. Rabbit in the Pot. I just want to keep calling it Rabbit in the Hat. But it's Rabbit in the Pot. So check this out and let us know what you think. Pot, bitch. 
from the last show. And and you're going to see just how big of a fan she is. But she is so shy about talking on the show. But you know who didn't press one and who is certainly not shy about speaking? Loretta. Hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I was texting Sonia. My bad. Hey. You, you were texting Sonia as I was morning? trying to. Yeah, I was. How y'all How doing? Y'all good? I'm good. I'm good. How y'all doing? We groovy. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Good to hear. How's the loopiness coming? You going in and out? Um, you know what? I'm getting much better. Thank you very much for asking. Good, good. Oh, okay, Sonia, wait. Hold up now, Sonia. Sonia got her bravery on, and she's like, uh, bring me on. Go, Just bring me. Go, Sonia. Sonia. You there? All right, go ahead. Go, Sonia. Hello, ladies. How are we doing today? Good. Whoa. Wait, hold up. You got to get the hand claps for that. Hold up. Wait, wait. Keep talking, Sonia, because I'm, I'm going to bring the hand claps over Javon, Javon, I'm a trip. You're a trip. You're a trip. How are you ladies doing today? I'm well, I'm a trip. Sonia. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm here working right now, but I'm doing good. Okay. Okay. Where Where are you in the world? What part of the world are you in? I'm actually in Fort Lauderdale. I live in Fort Lauderdale, but I'm in Miami right now uh, delivering medication. I, I'm um, an independent contractor, so I deliver medication from Humana to, to patients to their homes. Nice. I'm sorry, Therese, I can barely hear you. Say that again. What, what are the roads like where you are, and, and how is, is the medication on demand now because of uh, people being uh, power loss, what's what's happening from your point of view? Yeah, the week the week has been very crazy. Um, right now we normally don't have a lot of deliveries on Saturday, but we're we're pushing about fifty to maybe eighty deliveries today. Um, the roads are, are are better. Let me put it that way. The debris is still out on the roads, but everybody's been working twenty four seven. I've also been um this week over into the Fort Myers, Naples, Tampa area. They are really, really, really uh, without power. Everything is really, really down and bad over there in that area. They're still on the curfew yeah. right now. Oh yeah. wow! Oh, see that's some, that's something because I didn't even know they had a curfew. Interesting. Oh yeah, they have a yeah they have an eight o'clock curfew. Uh, Miami, Key West, they're still on the curfew. Um, but you oh. know it's it's coming along it's coming along gradually. They're expecting. They said about two more weeks before we're fully powered up. Two more wow. weeks. Two more weeks. Wow. Yeah, two weeks. Wow. So in the interim, what do they have set up for people to assist them? Well, what's going on right now, um, the biggest thing that's been happening for the last, I would say, four to five days, um, a lot of the churches, communities have come together. They are actually giving away, like, hot meals throughout the entire day. You got the BB and uh, the, one of the big arenas, they've actually set up food trucks where you can go out and get hot meals. Um, and it's for anybody and open everywhere, even in uh, Day County, um, Broward County, Palm Beach County. They have a lot of the churches today are giving away hot meals all day. A lot of the schools are open giving, giving hot meals because they realize, like, a lot of the kids, the only meal they get a day is a meal from school. And we've wow. been out without we we haven't had school you know for almost two weeks now so that's that's the only you know food that they provide for them right now. Right, and, and so, is this free food? Yes, it is free. Free food, free water. They're giving out supplies. Um, as far as like you know formula, you know stuff for the babies, stuff for you know people just to survive who are without power and still trying to you know make it you know make it every day. 
Okay, and in your opinion, are these independent people that are doing the food truck stuff, or is it coming from like a bigger sponsored agency? The food truck actually came from JetBlue. They ah. donated over two over two million um, dollars to give to food trucks to come out and serve food, um, dinner and lunch, through um, nice. through you know for for the, everyone you know, on a daily basis. The schools and everything, and the churches and everything. That's that's independent. That's that's the communities coming together to help out. Yeah, and see, that's the kind of stuff we were just talking about. That's the kind of stuff we need to know because when crisis hits, it's oftentimes the people that are actually there on foot. And, you know, the media doesn't cover it effectively that we actually know what's going on in the in the moving parts. Like they cover like the big commercial parts of it, but the, the right. actual grind of it, they don't cover that as much as I'd like to see. I'd like to keep it on me. So hearing this, thank you so much for reporting it, but hearing it, it actually gives us some perspective of if we were to assist where we would need to go or how we would need to go. And shout out to JetBlue. That's the second time I've heard that they've done some stuff that, you know, was for the people. Yeah, it's great. Like I said, my church personally right today, they're serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner all day long. They they have um, set up to feed over 5,000 people as well nice. as some wow. of the high schools are set up to feed over 5,000 people today as well. Nice, nice. Okay. Very nice. Why don't you um, let us know the name of your church? It's uh, the New Mount Olive Baptist Church. And where is it located? Where is it located? 400 Northwest 9th Avenue in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's under the pastor, Marcus Davison. Okay, so what I'm going to ask you to do for me is to um, inbox me the information about your church. And mm-hmm. let's get it out there that, you know, this church is, is serving the community and maybe we can get donations to your church. Okay, I'll do that, that for you. No problem. No you problem. Know? We'd love to do that for you. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. and I, I'd love to put it out there for for your church, you know. I think that's, that's, that see, that's what churches are supposed to do. That's it. It's supposed to serve right. the people. To serve the, right. That's that's all it's about is service. And when I right. when I hear about things like that, I I want to be a part of it. I have Absolutely. to be a part of it. That's Definitely that's what I'm here for. That's the whole point. You know. Thank you so much, well, we Sonia. Know, just, to, just to let you know, you know, we got Udonis Haslam from the Heat. He's doing things locally. He's on foot also as well. So you know, there's things, and he also helps out with my church as well. So just nice. so you know, you know, everybody's pulling together to do, you know, to do their part. Thank Good. you. Yeah, a lot of the sports, um, sports teams, NFL teams, NBA teams, are are getting together and um, getting money. And I, I really wasn't one hundred percent sure of where that money is going or what's happening with it, but I'm glad to hear that there's at least one athlete who's working um, directly with the church as opposed to just donating the money to Red Cross or something like that. Um, that, to me, is, is giving the money directly to the community when, you know, the, the that church is ab- actually serving the people. So that makes a big difference. Yeah, well, ladies, so I'm going to sign back off. We've got to get back to work. <laughs> but um, I'm still listening. Thank ladies, you so much for calling. 
and thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was dope. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. I love that. Um, Loretta, are you still there? I'm still here listening and was texting as we speak, as y'all spoke, actually. I'm still here. Groovy, groovy. So I know that you're very um, active in the church. Do mm, you I know, try to be. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. We, we, we talk about that from time to time, but you are a lot yeah. more active than I am, so yeah. I can't even front. You know, <laughs> I, I barely go, but... Um, <laughs> You know, the truth is the truth. Uh, you know, God is with me everywhere I go. But um, do do you know of anything else that's going on? Have you heard of anything else that's that's going on and how churches are getting together and, you know, serving the community? So um, up here in Connecticut, our local Baptist churches are part of the um, – Connecticut Missionary State Baptist Convention, and it's, I don't know, maybe like 10 churches. We've all pulled together and sent donations um, to the various places in Florida, various places in Houston. Uh, What they typically like to do is link up with a church um, and, you know, send donations directly to those. So, I know my church was instrumental in donating items maybe a few weeks ago. So like every couple of weeks we'll have like a special offering and donate or actual items to donate to ship down. So we'll probably be doing one uh, within another week or so because we just did one like two weeks ago. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, because – you know, most of us up here in the area, as far as the Baptist churches, we do try to stick together and branch out and assist other Baptist churches, um, you know, all across the, the state. So I'm definitely going to um, – I texted Sonia and told her to give me the name and address of her church. So I'm going to personally give that information to my pastor tomorrow to see if we can – specifically send some donations to that church. So I was glad she called. Yeah, yeah. You know, um I think that that's the that's the way that I prefer to help. You know, and, and I'm so happy exactly. that Sonia gave that information. I think that right. um a church who's doing that's doing um hands on Delivery within a community to people. Mm-hmm. I, I can't and imagine you, having no power for weeks. Yeah, yeah. When she said that, I was I was kind of taken back. You know, taken aback. Two two weeks. Like we're such a instantaneous society. We want power. You know, if power's off more than an hour, we're losing our minds. But two weeks. Yeah. With no yeah. no power, no you know running water. Oh great, that's her texting me back. Um, yeah, that and I mean I I do understand they had a lot of devastation and they're working kinda as fast as they can. I know a group of persons from the UI company 
travel down to, you know, try to help, but it's it's just so much. But uh, it's, it's preposterous to hear, like, two weeks. They haven't had school for two weeks, no power, and that's tentative. They may not get power for another two, three weeks. Well, it's just, uh, on a good note, mm-hmm. your president has um, – well, Donated well, twenty five thousand dollars. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's pause right there. My president is already out of office, and he <laughs> did his two terms. I'm trying to figure out if he's gonna come back. Please don't don't put that out there on the airwaves. Like, whoa, whoa! Let's just flag on the play. Pause that. I don't even want to be associated with that individual. Uh, uh-uh, nope, 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 nope. My president did his did his two terms, and he's you know out of office, living life. And not tweeting every other minute. But anyway, that's a whole other topic for a whole other conversation. I just had to put that out there. <laughs> I know. I You did. You did. That's, that's Y'all know I'm a president. fool. Come on now. Mm. But, but, it, but what Come I'm on. saying is the truth. Um, from what I've been reading, um, allegedly he mm-hmm. promised a million-dollar donation and then decided money. that he – well, then he decided that he couldn't because his foundation is um, being audited by the IRS. Mm-hmm. So then because of the pressure that was coming from everybody saying, well, you said you mm-hmm. were going to give a million dollars. Why does it have to come from your foundation? Why can't it come mm-hmm. from your pocket? You're a multi-billionaire, mm-hmm. right? Why don't you mm-hmm. pay? Why don't you, you know, help the people? So he said mm-hmm. $25,000. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I mean, if we were FaceTiming, you see the sign. That's like twenty five dollars, right? Mm-hmm. You did, yeah. Like I said, if we were on FaceTime, you'd see the side I look on my face. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> move on. Yes, but, um, Please don't get my pressure up talking about that guy. He's, yeah, I know. You know what? I, I don't like talking about it, but it's it's something that also needs to be talked about. Oh, yeah. Has to be has to be mentioned. Sorry. Uh-huh. It's all right. It's all right. I forgive you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When, when I said when I said your president, I wasn't talking about you personally. I guess uh-huh, I should have said generally. I should have said the president. Yeah, actually, I should have said president. I should have said forty-five. Exactly, that guy that's occupying the space. Yeah. Uh huh. And sucking up all the dog on air. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, mm-hmm. I was I was hoping to get Therese a little riled up on that one. Mm-hmm. Say something, Red. Say something. Did I lose you, Therese? Therese, are you there? Can Can you hear me? I got you now. Sorry, sweetheart. For some yeah, reason, we lost it. I lost, lost you, for, you a minute. for a minute. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I got you. Okay. So, so, um. Did you did you yeah. hear the comment about yeah. you know it's the probably T-pop. best that some of my comments about that uh, about Mr. Cheeto didn't come through. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeto man. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> as we call him on the Tom Joyner Morning Show, Cheeto man. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting, interesting, but yeah. interesting. Another piece of news, and we were talking about sports figures and so forth and so on. 
Ah, uh, there was a there's a black female commentator who com- made a comment that she believes that 45 is racist, and she works for ESPN and Sarah Saunders Huckabee Saunders whatever the whatever she represents the White House speaks for the president and suggests that this young lady gets fired. Why? Because uh, she, she spoke the truth and now those people are offended. But, but, so, but we have a president that tweets everything that he feels and thinks and what he can't he can't hear it back. I mean, it's like exactly. Not, job. not only that, when he was working for NBC or whatever station it was, I never watched it, but he was um, working for, what was that show? The Apprentice, that's when right, he started yeah. the Bertha movement. So if he didn't get fired off of NBC or whatever station it was for his talking about the president, why should she be fired? You know, they're just targeting you know? her because they need to try to make an example out of somebody. But this young lady is qualified to make her both professional and personal opinion. And, mm-hmm. you know, whoever whoever all of a sudden is really salty in the White House needs to sit down, and perhaps she should rethink some things. If you're going to stop everybody that says something salty about this particular president, you are that's a job in and of itself, you know, mm-hmm. considering, that's, considering that's you don't, you don't control his behavior. His behavior is the most egregious in the, on the planet. So, I mean, he should be fired. How about that? How about that? How about Thank that? You. And, you know, oh, there's, there's, we don't have many rights. I know we think we have a lot of rights as Americans, but I took a course in um, undergrad. It was constitutional law, and I still have this big textbook. But once you get past the language, because um, the language in the Constitution is just ridiculous, but once you get past all of that and you actually – read it, you come to understand that we don't really have as many rights as we think we do. Um, freedom of speech, though, is a right. Is a right. And so you can't fire people because of what they say personally. You know, and that was her personal uh, Twitter page, and she did not speak as a representative of ESPN, she spoke for herself. Right. Yeah. You know, now I know as a private citizen, because I work for a certain place, that I have to behave in a certain way because they say I'm always representing my agency, and that's fine. So, you know, but I, I don't speak about the agency that I work for that pays that. Right. I just don't. So, I have thousands of friends on Facebook and Twitter, and only those who work with me know where I work. And those who are personal friends of mine know what I do for a living, what makes the donuts. But otherwise, for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, this is what I do. This right here. Mm-hmm. And promoting content mm-hmm. and whatever else. Um, the Emancipation Foundation, being the CEO and founder of the Emancipation Foundation, that's, that's who I am publicly. Right. You know, so, but you, you do have to be careful. And that also, then speaking of that, that's 
again turns to the Kaepernick thing, which yep. is another thing. You know, he used his platform, but he also used ah the NFL's platform. It's, yeah. yeah. So, but, but, you it, know, he, he did he did that well, in silence. You know, because nowhere is it contracted. You have to stand and salute for the national anthem. It's not in mm-hmm. the contract. They've already talked about that. But the idea that he didn't is it just infuriated the NFL and the uh, the you know administration and the people, so much. The powers that be. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the people the people go either way to me. People go up and down. The people are not a great source of. Uh, that sort of thing long term. Um, I just I think this is an internal job. The blackballing, the people aren't able to blackball him. The internal right. operations are. And that's why right. I, I kind of look that way. Right. I think though, and and I'm so proud of him because he did what he set out to do, which was to start the conversation, which was to raise awareness. And which was to, to take a stand or to take a knee, however you want to put it, you know. Can't stop him from doing it. People are talking about it. Um, even though a lot of people twisted it, you know. But I, I, I'm I, – I, all right, let me put it like this. I, I believe that every generation, there's a black man, usually an athlete, who takes a stand. Muhammad Ali did it. Jesse Owens did it. Even Jackie Robinson did it. Jackie Robinson, yeah. You know, like this, there's just always, every generation has a black man that they become... Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe. Infamous in some circles, but will never be forgotten. Will right. will always be heroic in in some communities and a nemesis or whatever you want to call it in other communities. You know. Right. Um. And Kaepernick has put himself in that category. He will never be forgotten. He made a difference, and I think that's what we're all supposed to do. Make a difference. Stand up for something, and not fall for anybody's bull crap. So, how are we doing on this NFL boycott? How's who doing? Well, hello. Is it hello? making a difference? You mean? Well, I can't hear you. Are all three of us on, or? Yeah, all three of us are on. Okay. Can, Can you, you hear me? Hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing everybody okay. loud and clear. So let me just let me just jump in because I boycott, but I always boycott because I don't really get football, so I don't watch it anyway. So I I don't think it really matters on my end because I don't watch it anyway. Um, so uh, you know I couldn't tell you who plays for what for who unless they do something in uh, social media news, get locked up, get married, have a kid, whatever. I you know I don't know. Um, so. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, you know, I guess you could say I'm boycotting because I just don't watch football. Okay. Got you. That's I just my 
You know, a lot of people I don't do, watch I, it, but they'll turn on the Super Bowl, you know, because it's just weird. Right, right. Yeah, energy. right. I'll, I'll catch a half. But that's where the big me, money you know. is made too, Therese. You're right. Yep. Yeah. That's where the big the big money is made at the hotels. Yep. Those tickets for the Super Bowl are outrageous. Tickets for the games are outrageous. Yep. Advertisement. Those type of things. Um, people people have to realize to just not watch a game is not really gonna make the difference. The the difference much, comes yeah. in not going to the stadium, not purchasing buying the, the merchandise, purchasing right. the merchandise, right? Right. right. Not the purchasing the, the merchandise. Seeing who exactly. um the sponsors mm-hmm. for the NFL and game stop purchasing and their stuff, right? And not supporting that. That's the only exactly. way. You got to have people in their pockets. In their pockets. Yeah, definitely. That's the only way. If I don't watch a game, I don't think anybody knows. Those, the, Whatever channels yeah. I have, those channels are already paid for. And if I'm not a part mm-hmm. of the Nielsen, if I don't have a Nielsen box, but if I, if I don't buy tickets, if I see who the sponsors are and don't support those sponsors or write letters mm-hmm. to those sponsors, emails to or those sponsors. Or don't buy that. And let them know that they're being picketed or or black marketed or whatever you want to call it because they are sponsoring the NFL and and the specific reasons why. You have to be specific. You know, there's there's a group of black men. I think they're they're from all over, but I think it's coming out of the south. Who did this nice video. I got a, I, I saw it, but I didn't, it wasn't on my uh, social media and I asked somebody to send it to me and it it didn't get sent to me, but it's a group of black men who um, took off their jerseys and throw it, took off their hats and said what team they love and everything. And they said that, you know, they're, they're making a statement that they're boycotting. So things like that, you know, is impactful, I think. Nice. You know? It's really, I, it's, I don't know. in my opinion, in my opinion, anything, like, I, I, I always bring it back to collective economics. And in my eye, whenever um, people are targeted or, or, or uh, researched to have their money projected in the trillions to move the economy in this country. There's power there. And I always, always say to myself and others that if we learn how our dollars are spent, we learn what they do to project this country's economy, then we will understand our power in it. But up until then, as long as we can be separate, you know, we have to focus on being less um, selfish in our personal agendas and more collective in our thinking our thinking, our bargaining, and our negotiation. And if they thought they had to deal with a body of people, they think twice. And any community that you know that moves in activism or moves to get things done in a certain way, whenever there's adversity, when people think they have to deal with a collective of people, they really threw their steps, if at all, because they know once you tap on that cord, you're going to get X amount of responses toward that. It's not going to go, you know, unnoticed, and they're not going to, and you will have a class action or you will have a suit against you, you know, and that's the kind of solidarity that we need to collectively have when issues like this come up in our community. 
Like they need to know if we were to pool our resources and have lawyers in every state that wanted to represent pro bono in cases that came up that could collectively get together and structure a system that, hey, maybe I'm talking it through now, you know, but just having that that collective bunch of folks that anytime there was a hot button hit, we would be able to rally and be able to come together and be that that driven force. That's what's missing. That's what we need. Absolutely. And you know what is so funny? I mean, I don't know if this would work or how this was work, would work, but um, see, things like this also make us think and make us imagine and make us create things. You know what I'm saying? Like when everything is fine, everything is just fine, but adversity gives us the reason to be more creative, I think. But anyway, I was thinking this morning, or maybe it was last night as I was dozing off, that one of the things that I like about the NFL as well as the NBA and other um, sports is that it gives opportunity to a lot of young black men, right, to make millions of dollars. Um, A lot of those sports teams and athletes do really good things in the community. Of course, there are those who stray and do some really not good things. We know that. But lives are changed for a lot of black families and just people, right? But I was also thinking that some of those athletes that made so much money, let's just say if all the black men that play for the NFL left the NFL and created their own form of football, that would be mm. powerful because the people mm-hmm. who left in the NFL would not be as great as the players in whatever they could come up with. There's a reason why the majority of basketball players are black. There's a reason why the majority of NFL players are black. And that's what people pay to see. I mean, I'm not I'm not suggesting by any means that that would be easy, nor am I suggesting that black athletes should create something and then leave any other race out of it. No, they're Caucasian, Asian, Spanish, whoever, whoever wants to join them and they're cool, let them join. But why not? Look, if your boss is not treating you right or whatever, pool your resources. I'm just saying. There's a thought. There's an it's, a, thought. it's an idea, right? Yeah. It's, it's another way to go. We don't um, have to uh, petition for pieces of franchises that already exist. Create your own franchise. Sure. Create your own. Pool. Pool your resources enough to, I mean, granted, maybe they don't make the same salary starting up, but you know how you can generate that. You just have to get a team in the league. The same way all these teams were started, there can be others that have started. Exactly. Exactly. 
Same thing with every other sport. If all the black NBA players left, right, of course that would open up opportunities for other people to go play, but who's going to watch them? (laughs) You know, when you have the black NBA players playing here and doing this and, and, you, you know what I'm saying? The Not so much the black NBA. Let me not say that, but I'm saying that when you have the best NBA players playing here, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna, you're gonna, you want to watch the best, the most athletic, you know, the hardcore drivers, you know? So that's another thing, you know, with every, well, the other thing is with, with every situation is good and is bad to everything, you know? And um, there's an opportunity to educate folks because there's there's good and bad in every type of person, you know, in every race, in every creed, in every religion. There's good and there's bad in everything. Nobody's perfect. Um, I, I I I tend to, and, and I know I know I've said this too. I only believe in one race, essentially, and the human race. How about I, that? And I, yeah, and I, it kind of goes back to, I really do feel in my heart of hearts, and I know this may separate our opinions a bit, Javon, but I will say I do believe in my heart of hearts that anybody that um, that believes that skin color is um, <laughs> the lighter your skin color, the more superior you are, suffers from tremendous mental health issues. You know, it tells me a lot about their thinking and their fear levels as well, you know, in one fell swoop. So when we understand that internally all of our – we have all the same moving parts, you know, all the stuff that they wanted us to believe is absolutely false. But where do you go from there for, for folks that need to believe that they're superior because they're lighter skinned? Now, lighter skinned folks have less melanin. Fact and less protection from the sun. Fact. So all that means is because they have lighter skin, they are less protected, which is kind of not good, <laughs> considering global warming and everything else that's going on right now. It's not good if you don't have the protection naturally of the sun or the sun from the sun rather. So, like, I don't get it. You know, I don't get this whole this this. I don't get it. It's really, really hard for me, you know, and I, I um, talk to people and they go, they, they separate and they go into these clusters and I'm just like, I, I don't, I just, that, that's what makes me really kind of watch and just say, where are they going with this? Because ultimately we're all human, you know, the system has been set up in a way that perpetuates that thought process for years and <laughs> the same thought process and it's based in fear. Fear is something that you can't control anyway. And every time you try, you have to now create natural disasters to try to get rid of folks that aren't going anywhere. So hmm. you need to learn how to ultimately respect and work with us, period. You have to. And you're going to die trying, literally. Because not, We're not the only ones being affected by all this. What you Absolutely. are doing is, is making us stronger and more resilient because we've been through more. That's all you're doing. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Well, I don't think that our opinions really differ when it comes to your first statement regarding 
um, mental health, where people think that because the or people think that the less pigmentation and melanin that they have, the more superior they they are or whatever. I think that people who think that way certainly have mental health, and I think that there sometimes are communities. where a whole community can be affected into wrong thinking or be misguided or, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Actually, the, the thing, though, that made me feel more attached to the entire human race was getting my DNA, um, analyzed or whatever by ancestry.com. Uh-huh. You know, I think more people should do that. We're all just a mix of all kinds of stuff, you know. And what we've been told, who we are, and and what our uh, lineage or, you know, whatever is, there's so much more. There's just so much more. Um, for example, just one little example. I'm 1% Pakistani. <laughs> right? And um, mostly from Togo. Togolese? Mm. Mm. So, so really, Ancestry.com, what it does for those of us in the black community, not obviously we know that our ancestors are from Africa, but it breaks down how, what percent are you from each country that you have this this DNA from? So the majority of my DNA, which is like 40-something percent, comes from Togo. There's some Nigerian. There's some from other parts of Africa as well. Um, really interesting. That that That's interesting. So, so any, anyway, I always, you know, I, I don't know if I spoke about this the last time we spoke, um, in regards to people thinking and feeling superior and all this other stuff, um, that just because a group of people are more um, ruthless than others, don't make them smarter or better. Right. Just because a group of people have convinced themselves that it makes sense to rape, kill, and, you know, to, to be um, more likely to do harm and to keep people at bay because of that, you know, that doesn't make them smart. As a matter of fact, I think that's stupid. Like I was saying, if I have, um, if I have a company, an organization, let's just say the Emancipation Foundation, Right. So we have the Emancipation Foundation, and I, ha- I hire people of all different ethnicities or whatever, but I decide that I'm going to hold back a group of people within that company. Meanwhile, it, within, that, within that group that I'm trying to hold back, there are some geniuses that could make the, com- the, the company better and bigger. But because of whatever it is, what they look like or whatever, their height or whatever, I'm going to hold them back. 
when I do that, I'm holding myself back. You think about the, sure. the history of our country alone, the light bulb wouldn't have worked without the filament, which came up by a black man, right? Sure. So I'm just saying. They know, they, they know our genius, though. They know it. You know, they've been selling it, re, remarketing it, uh, stealing it for centuries. They know our genius, you know. Um, that's that's not the the concern. Um, they've always been in awe of our beauty, you know, um, to the point where they made, they they invested into making us hate it um, and tried to, anytime you big up something else so much without uh, balance and representation, because you're trying to convince yourself of something else, not us, you know. Unfortunately, in the process, what we did was we bought into, some of us bought into the messages that were sent, the education that was put out there, because they control the books. You know, to make it illegal for somebody to learn is a huge thing. You know, when you control the books, you control the narrative. So that's why it's essentially very, very important that we have our own narrative and re-educate ourselves, not, you know, not uh, to ensure that we know that the process of thinking is not written. You know, that's one of the reasons why I don't, particularly, I'm not going to say care for, but I don't lean on the side of research because you're already looking at things that were already there. The things that were already there are already suspicious to me, you know, because mm. a lot of it is miseducation. You have to look beyond what's already been done, you know. Absolutely. Beyond it. Absolutely. So let's um, pause for a second and give a few more shout-outs to people who have joined us on Facebook Live. We got Derek Darling, Robert Mellos, Alicia Tyree, Richard Johnson. Chris Smith made some um, comments. Adversity wakes us up from our being complacent, which is true. And she said, good point. The big three basketball league was created by black people. Also true, you know? Um, Yeah, I believe that we should pool our resources and, and make our own stuff, you know? So those of us who are all inclusive, let's get together, you know? Anthony Young, how you doing, sweetheart? Chappella Santiago Campbell, Dominique Richmond, how y'all doing? Kahira, what's up, girl? Gwen Wheeler, how you doing? Alicia Collins, showing some love to the show. We love you too, Alicia. Tina, hi. Sabrina Timmons, David Winder, how y'all doing? And James A. Worthy, very gifted uh, music producer. How you doing? Gigi, love you. Champagne J. Cooks, Karen Moy, that's family right there. And Savoy Walker, that's your baby. Savoy. Yeah. Um, Corey Davis, Porsheeta Glass. I want to thank everybody for listening. And you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Brunch in the Basement with Javon and Therese. And if you have anything else you want to say, join in, you could type it right there in the comments section or... You can call us at 
9965394 and have your voice heard. Press 1 and I'll know you want to speak. And also, we we mentioned at the top of the show that I had seen on Facebook Live at one point um somebody was doing a live, right? A Facebook Live, and I could see somebody like in the upper corner um being who was speaking to them. So I would love to do that so that y'all could see Therese as well. I just don't want for Therese to have to come to the basement and, you know, every Saturday. That's just craziness, you know, when we can do it remotely. Um, if if anybody knows how we can make that happen, um, please let me know or let Therese know or whatever. Inbox me. Uh, send me an email at wjbr at javonsbasement.com. And, um, you know, we'll we'll hook it up. Maybe I'll go to one of those video stores, um, you know, or something, and they can tell me how I can hook it up. But, yeah, I know a lot of people want to see Therese. They all say, oh, she's so beautiful. She is. I think I look all right, too. I don't know why people just don't want to look at me, but, yeah. You know what? There you go. <laughs> you have to sneak one in every week. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yo, wait, wait, wait. Loretta, Loretta. Yeah, are you? I'm here. Yeah. Why is it that everybody wants to just look at Therese? What is that? Don't answer that, Loretta. No. That, you know you're, better. You're on the <laughs> Uh, uh, I think we're breaking up. I think the connection is going bad. Uh, 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 yeah, you know what it is. Oh, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Nope. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, we know what it is. I, I, you know what? I should, wrong with the, the connection is bad. <laughs> I should go back to one of the shows where Therese first came on and where where um, Loretta's saying, but her eyes, her eyes, and just play that <laughs> like as a clip, as a drop every as now a, and then. As a sound bite. <laughs> oh, jeez, look at the time. It's more than that, though. It's more than that. I'm just saying it's more than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want no problems with the home team. Hey. <laughs> yeah, well, we know what it is to resonate with um, yeah. person inside and outside. And, That's you know, Spread it all around. Spread it all yeah, around. Yeah, you know, and, and people just love you. And, um, but we that's like a looking thing. at you too, Javon. Really? Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, um, I want to give a shout out to everybody today. We're about to go off the air. Um, Therese, thank you again for your time and Absolutely. your mind. Mind is incredible. My pleasure. Next and, time I'm uh, going to be on lo- location somewhere live, I think, as opposed to at home, I'm going to be somewhere out in the street doing some stuff. Yeah, that'll be cool. That'll be cool, you know. <laughs> and um, we'll we'll do this again next week where we have special guest Rhea Alexandra. And so, thank you all for listening. And um. It's time to sign off. Let's, um, let me see. Who, who do we want to play signing off? Um, I know. 
I know. Why? I don't even know why I had to think about it. Louis Armstrong <laughs> and Ella Fitzgerald. Let's do that. Hey. Everybody right. have a, a great weekend and stay safe. Love you all. All right. Back at you. All right, Jay. All right, baby. Till that morning 